1: Good morning. It's Friday, May 18. We've made it all the way to Friday, which is always a good feeling. It is good. Yeah. So we've been reading Romans 1, 8 through 17.
0: And I think you're going to introduce yourself first. Oh, I'm oh, Becky yeah, de Oliveira. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I'm David de Oliveira.
1: forget that... <laughs> You know. But somebody
0: could be listening for the first time. Yeah, they could true.
1: be, and they might not have any idea who we are.
0: That's true. That's good.
1: But the chances that are great. So, yes, um, go ahead and pray for us.
0: And I, I'm going to pray in in my accent, uh, which is great. Yes. Yesterday, uh, Becky was telling me that I sounded more American now. And you so, still
1: do. You're a certain I'm, I'm just gonna, like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me pray. All right. Heavenly Father, it's been a phenomenal week. So much has happened. We're so thankful for the way you've worked in our life, and uh, we're thankful for today. We're thankful for Sabbath coming tomorrow. We are thankful for communities gathering around the world to worship you. We ask God for a blessing on today's reflection, our time to be able to reflect on the text. Bless us. Give us wisdom and guidance. In Jesus' precious name, amen.
1: Amen. Okay, yes, as I was started to say when I shouldn't have said... (laughs) Uh, We've been reading Romans 1, 8 through 17 in different versions. We're back to the English Standard Version, the good old ESV, today for our final reading. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish, so I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. I have another question. He's talking to Rome, but he's talking about Greeks. Why? Why is that? And I mean, he says I'm under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians. So are the Romans barbarians? Mm. Is he talking about them when he says this, and how would they
0: Well, it? There's a, there's a huge... I mean,
1: I think overall, I said before that I think he sounds warm and friendly, but then that's kind of, well, I don't know.
0: Paul, Paul felt in particular that God called him to speak to the Gentile community. So he grew up in a Jewish community uh, with a Jewish uh, Background, but then he felt that God called him specifically to call to speak to the. Gentile but why does community. he
1: talk about Greeks specifically?
0: Sure. There were a lot of Greek people in uh, Rome. In Rome, okay. and and remember, I, mean, sure. uh, I don't even remember when we looked at the Book of Acts and we got to Acts 17 and Paul stands there in Athens and he speaks to all yeah. the great scholars. Well, uh, all from remember. the Greek, uh, the Greek th- thoughts and the Greek uh, teachings, and so he was well schooled in Greek yes. uh, education. So he's uh, he's wise about that kind of stuff. So he's speaking to them. He's speaking to those who and the barbarians were far wider than just. So are
1: the barbarians those. anyone who isn't Anybody. Greek? Yeah. Is what I'm saying, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I would okay. imagine. I mean, maybe it, it wasn't as loaded a term as it might be now.
0: Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. maybe there's a lot. <laughs> or maybe they just f-
1: wouldn't have thought of themselves as barbarians. So it would be like, oh yeah, the barbarians are always somebody else.
0: I think it's worth. I think it's worth yeah, looking it's into. It's just interesting. Yeah, no, okay. I think it's worth looking into.
1: Recalibrate question.
0: So the recalibrate question which we have today is this, and it it builds up from the entire week and comes to this kind of finale today. Have you ever felt ashamed of your faith? Have you ever felt ashamed of your faith?
1: Oh, that's an interesting one. And again, I have to parse that a little bit because I think the simple answer for me, have I ever felt ashamed of my faith? No. But have I felt ashamed of what I think Christianity often seems to be, or is perceived to be, or even, in fact, is. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh man. If I, but the, those yeah. are so... It, it's sort of like, well, have I ever felt ashamed of being American, like, when I'm overseas? I don't feel ashamed of myself, of having, you know, grown up where I did, amongst the people that I did, in the homeland that I held dear, et cetera. But yes, I have felt ashamed of having a connection to this thing, you know, this label that is on me, that makes me something that people associate with certain things that maybe I don't think or agree with or...
0: I think that really the question is yeah. a play on verse 16, right, where, where Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, right? So uh-huh. he's saying he's not embarrassed about telling anybody. He, he is just like full-hearted, 100% behind telling everyone about the gospel. And so the question really for us is like, are we ever, have we ever felt... That we don't want to share the gospel. Do we ever feel that we don't want to share our faith? And uh, has there ever been that kind of time? And I would say that, uh, I would say that if I if I look at the gospel and I look at the full uh, presentation of the gospel through my tribe, Seventh-day Adventists, um, there are many times that I'm embarrassed about my tribe. Yeah, absolutely. Where I'm I'm like ashamed of my tribe. But am I ashamed of my tribe that I would like say? I'm no longer Seventh Adventist and I'm going to walk away from it. No. But yeah, I'm embarrassed because there are people who claim to be Seventh Adventists and do some really weird stuff.
1: Well, because (laughs) what's funny about it is I sit here and I think, okay, rationally, Uh if in fact um, Jesus came here and was sent by God, or I mean, sent by himself, really, but he is God, came here, died for us so that we could have eternal life, there's nothing about that that should be embarrassing if you figured that it's true um right so is it that we are not sure that it's true or is it that in all of that it's become something that well no salvation isn't really available to everybody it's only if you think this 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 if you express yourself in particularly these words if you behave in exactly this way and so we've made it so narrow and so exclusionary um and have put off so many people in the course of that that that's what becomes embarrassing it's like oh the christians they're the ones you know there's that joke about i can't remember how it goes but they think they're in heaven all alone yeah yeah like there's yeah. the people who are walled off somewhere and yeah. they think there's nobody else there yeah um
0: i think I, that, I think that the reason why he why paul at this time is saying that he's not ashamed of it and why some people may be ashamed of the gospel is because it would actually would be embarrassing to get up in your community and say I no longer belong entirely in the same way to you because I actually believe in this person, Jesus Christ, who is God, part of the Trinity. I believe that he is actually in charge of the entire universe now. I believe the world has changed. And I believe that the righteousness that you understood, that I've seen through you know, your ancestors, through my ancestors, through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, through, ex- through the Exodus, David, this great line, I think he's saying, hey, It's actually inside Jesus Christ. And that identification takes all the power and authority from them.
1: Well, and also the the reason I suppose that it could be embarrassing is that even if you believe that it's true, there is at this point and at that point also no independent, absolutely ironclad evidence that it is true. So people could always doubt what you're saying. Like Jesus has not yet returned. So people can look at you and just say, well, you're an idiot for believing this kind of fairy story. So you can end up feeling, I think, embarrassed because there's the possibility of just being ridiculed by people who think that your beliefs are stupid, Yeah. who think that your beliefs are the equivalent of believing that they earth is a giant bug and all the trees are its hairs or yeah. you
0: know, I think, just to quote a I
1: think that, belief. I think, that I think, I, yeah,
0: no, that's true. Heard. I think their persecution their persecution and their, and their issue was that it's the ostracization that takes place, yeah. right? And nobody wants to belong and then suddenly no longer belong to your community. It would be, it'd be hard to have your family and friends turn their backs on you. And remember, I mean, Paul at one point was well-respected in the community and now all of his colleagues that he went to school with, all of his family and friends, for all we know, they no longer wanted to speak to him and felt betrayed by him. And well, he's saying, I'm not, of, I'm not ashamed of this Jesus. Yeah, This gospel, this story, it's worth proclaiming because his idea of justice that he understood in the First Testament is, is true for him. God is faithful, he's saying. He's done it through all these people and now he's fulfilled it through Jesus and justice is coming back. Mm. And I, I think that's, pretty powerful in a society where they had lost a lot of that so i I, I actually think there's a there's a deep level inside here that i think we need to wrestle through all the time and and to be able to be strong in your own faith uh and to be able to separate sometimes when your tribe does things that you disagree with that you feel uncomfortable about but still know who God is, is very important.
1: Yeah, so I think that's what we want to ask people to think about is if you've been ashamed, and if so, why? And is there justification for feeling ashamed in your case? Or, you know, what do you need to work through with that?
0: Yeah, and, and, and hopefully, I hope that you guys will get to the point where you actually are not ashamed of the gospel and you're able to proclaim it irrespective of what things go on around you because you know the God that uh, we serve is greater than everything else. So look after each other. Live love, and we'll connect next week. Have a great Sabbath tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church. Until next time, look after each other and live love.